0: Welcome to the Backstage Stories of Women on Stage, a podcast by Women on Stage recorded live. Let's go backstage and amplify the voices of leading women in tech from all across the globe. Get inspired and learn something new. Because if you can see it, you can be it. Join us. Visit womenonstage.net. Hi everybody, and welcome to the back uh, to the backstage stories of women on stage, a podcast by Women on Stage, recorded live. So, uh, hi everybody. My name is Moan Weber. I'm the CEO and founder of Women on Stage, and today uh, we'll be hosting Ellie King, and we will talk about how we can overcome the technical interview stage fry. So um, Ellie King, um, she's uh, by now, she's a dear friend, and she's the co-founder of Equal AT, a mission-driven business supporting organizations globally to recruit inclusive teams. Uh, she's combining coaching on building diverse and equitable cultures. D-E-N-I, diversity, equity, and inclusion is in their DNA for Equal AT. Um, she also, she's also the host of Equally Inspired Podcast uh, at P.S. I was, that's how we met each other. She, uh, I was a guest at her podcast. Um, so, so glad to, to, uh, to see you here with us today, Ellie. Welcome to, to the, to our podcast. How thank are you? you?
1: Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So grateful for the opportunity, and thank you, by the way, for that introduction. It's so nice. I really am honored to have the opportunity to join your podcast and and return the favor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm so I'm so glad you're here with us today, and we're going to have a very interesting episode today. Um, so. Um, before we start, like uh, hitting the the, the stage right for the technical interview, um, could you share uh, a little bit about you and how did you um, how did you come to to become a technical recruiter? And share a little bit more about Equal IT. I want to hear more about you. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's been quite
1: the journey. If I reflect back now, I think it's been over 10 years that I've been doing technical recruitment and that has scarily flown by. It's gone so fast, (laughs) but at the same time, learned so much. It's been an absolute journey. For me, how I actually come into technical recruitment, I will quite honestly say As cliche as it sounds, I almost fell into it. It was a path that I decided to take because of the skill set that I had. I really value building meaningful connections. I've always loved conversations, learning more about people. I've always been very curious, asking a lot of questions (laughs) as well, which some people may say is a good thing. Others maybe is slightly annoying, but I always (laughs) like the details. So that's always been a passion of mine, humans, connections, relationships. And if I'm being completely honest though, the idea of having a career in tech, that was never really something that I guess I was given visibility of. It didn't seem like that was a route that I could take, particularly when I was at school. It wasn't necessarily something that was celebrated when it come to women having a career in tech. So I didn't really know too much about it. To generalize for a short while, To me, somebody working in tech was somebody like Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. It was a job sitting at the computer in a dark room and not being very social, which it completely isn't that. We now know there's so many wonderful doors that can open in tech. It's not just one dimensional, but working in tech, that was never really seen to be something that I could do or I could achieve. And it just so happened that the company that I interviewed for to start my recruiting journey, they focused on the tech market. And when I joined, when I learned more about tech, I was hooked. I couldn't believe like the possibilities and I couldn't believe that I once thought this couldn't be something that I could do and I could achieve because of the lack of representation, the lack of role models, because I couldn't be what I couldn't see effectively. So I had my journey throughout my tech recruitment career. Throughout that journey, I've been able to make some incredible relationships, long-lasting relationships, make friends for life. I've been able to support folks to find their dream jobs, I guess you could say, in, in companies that are really valuing inclusivity. They're walking the talk when it comes to their values around DEI, And that whole journey, along with a fair amount of adversities and challenges led me to co-found Equality, which is where we are today founding that in october 2021 with my amazing co-founder jonathan down uh what do we do at IT? well very much so still holding that technical recruiting piece so we support companies globally to recruit inclusive teams More importantly, we really focus to give visibility of underrepresented folks working in tech, just encouraging that more fair, that more equitable opportunity for everybody because we truly believe that everybody deserves a fair and equal chance at achieving their career and their goals. One thing we're really cautious about, though, is falling into that trap, of course, of tokenism. That's something that we completely do not advocate. I've seen it firsthand how devastating that can have on a culture on a person on their confidence on their mindset to feel like they have been hired simply because of their gender so that's something we are completely not advocating here but we work with companies to really uncover their wire around DE&I if it's something that they truly care about they truly value are they actually prepared to put the work in and if so that's a company we we want to help we want to support
0: so that's, that's one tough. side Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm curious how can you tell the difference when it's tokenism or when it's real? When Mm -hmm. they like where they're saying something and um, their hearts are really into it.
1: Yeah, of course. I think that it really comes from first and foremost understanding the why. So when speaking to organizations, they say, Yeah, we want to build a diverse team. Okay, why do you want to do that? And hearing a little bit about how they're positioning themselves on their why. Sometimes people may say, oh, because our investors have a quota that we need to hit. Sometimes people may say, oh, it's going to look good for when we're hiring people moving forwards. And yes, while those things are nice benefits that come with building a diverse, inclusive and equitable, equitable team, the core of it is so much more deeper. So I think that actually, just by asking that question, why, you can actually uncover quite a lot and learn if a company is seriously genuine about this or doing it maybe for the wrong reasons. With that also comes, okay, how as a business are you trying to establish psychological safety already? What does retention look like in your business? For example, are you actually hiring, let's use women for an example, are they joining your team, but are they leaving after three months? You can also kind of understand if that's an environment where people can thrive, where they can bring their best self, because yes, we can hire and build a diverse team. That, that's achievable. It's possible. However, if we don't have those other key ingredients of an inclusive culture where there's equal opportunity for all, regardless of your gender, then that's where the problems come in. Right. So we really need to focus on building those inclusive cultures. And and that's something that we also support companies do at Equal IT. It's a function of our business, of what we do, that coaching, that guidance, that mentoring as such, and mm-hmm. also community community is really engraved in the foundations of everything that we do. It's super important to us that we can give back, we can pay it forward with our knowledge, with our inspiration to help mentor underrepresented folks, whether that's getting them into the job market, preparing them for their next role, helping them with interview preparations and doing as many workshops as we can with these non-profits and communities that are really working to drive that positive change and also that's why we're so happy and proud to support women on stage as well and the amazing things that you do.
0: Thank you so much oh, and I feel really I feel so lucky that we have you here today because I think your your knowledge and your experience is just really it's, it's priceless for what we do and your um, your agenda is so aligned with ours and I think I think in many cases, uh, many organizations say, um, "Yeah, we want to hire uh, diverse teams, and yeah, of course we're inclusive. We're inclusive for everyone." But they just don't know they they're not inclusive enough. Mm -hmm. They just sometimes they they think they are, but they're doing it wrong. And they they there's a lot of work that needs to be done to uncover hidden biases and to um to to give them actual examples of the of of where their of of their of their biases of their places that they 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 fail to see um that people are living <laughs> like yeah. for instance like you said so um I think that's really like very important work that you do and and we're very happy to have you here with us. So let's let's jump into the like the the technical interview uh, preparation part of st- of uh, of uh, of our conversation. So many times um being an interviewer uh, be, uh, being an interviewee and like um getting into the the technical interview um it can be very similar to going up on stage because <laughs> you're uh you're you get anxious before and you need to to be at your best self and you need to be um you need to deliver like the the perfect message and if you want to to convey the the best uh first impression that you can so um what do you think how are all of these are similar and what are the differences between the actual stage and the interview stage Mm, I love that both can be very
1: scary and very daunting as well (laughs) whether Mm -hmm. it's being on a stage or going to an interview it can be quite an overwhelming time because it's something that means a lot to you and you want to inspire, you want to impress your audience. Your audience could be 200 people sat and you're able to see them clearly in their eyes and feel their emotions. It could be you're sat in front of two people who are hiring managers for a company. I would say they're very similar in the sense of the work you do beforehand, the preparation. So if we look at when we are doing a talk for being on stage, for example, We spend a lot of time researching what our topic is going to be, our audience. We really try and drill into that as much as we can because our research then enables us to prepare. To prepare a presentation that we know is going to be tailored to the audience that we have, that is going to be well presented, well thought through because you've been able to give it that time to prepare it. And also, we really want to focus on storytelling when we're delivering a talk to a wider audience. Storytelling is so powerful. It helps you become more relatable and it just helps you to articulate your message in a really clear, concise and meaningful way, I would say. And you can then captivate your audience. I would say that when it comes to interviewing, those stages are pretty much exactly the same you're going to do that research on who you're going to be meeting the company you're going to be interviewing with the role that you're going to be interviewing for you're going to then prepare off the back of the research that you've done and I'm sure we'll dive into that in in a in a little bit later but that's really around preparing how you may answer questions about yourself or prepare questions that you want to then present in the interview And more importantly, when you're in an interview, also storytelling, so much power in that, especially if you think about how crowded the job market is at the moment, unfortunately, because of this crazy wave that we're riding and navigating at the moment with a whirlwind of layoffs and, and other unfortunate things, which is terrible. But it is a crowded job market. And storytelling is a way that you're going to be remembered and you're gonna be able to articulate yourself and sell yourself in the best way with the most confidence. Because effectively, an interview it is around selling yourself, you know, being able to sell your why and how you can add value. So, I actually feel that they are very, very similar. All come with a similar amount of nerves. All come with a similar <laughs> amount of uh, need for preparation. The difference is for me is more so. The type of scale, maybe that you're speaking with people.
0: The scale, maybe the. I think maybe it's the um, the language in in some in some cases. The fact that you have like a uh, for a presentation, you could have like a written script, and for an interview, True. you don't know what's what's coming ahead, so they can surprise you. Um, I think it's it's really. It's really interesting all the things that you just said, uh, especially the part about the storytelling. Can you um, like share an example of how of a story that someone uh, like a good story you previously heard that helped you to that, that you remembered that per, a particular person afterwards? Can it mm. even be your story? But I'm mm. curious. Yeah. About a good story for uh, for technical interviews. Yeah. So
1: I, I can share numerous accounts. Uh, I think for me, I'm always curious to understand people's why as well, for why they want to work in tech or what brought them to this space or how they feel that they brought resilience. And somebody's story that really uh, sits with me very much so is Jonah Anderson. I know you know Jonah yourself too, but she really beautifully shares her journey into tech, what inspired her to pursue tech and the challenges that she faced along the way. Some really difficult challenges and personal and emotional challenges that helped her build resilience, that helped her build determination to go on to succeed and to thrive. And sometimes being able to articulate this in an interview scenario, sharing a small piece of yourself, some of the challenges and adversities that you have gone through to get you to this point also helps your interviewer to connect with you on a more personal level as well, because, yes, we want to find people and interview people that match the skill set that's of course important but we want to get to know more about the person behind that skill set as well because the soft skills the human skills the values how you are as a person and your character sometimes i personally feel are of much higher importance than some of the skills because you can learn the skills you can take training you can take courses you can shadow people learn a lot more about what they're doing But things like resilience, grit, determination, that has to come from within. And you can't necessarily, as a leader, sometimes teach that to somebody. So that would be an example I could share more like on the the understanding someone's why and the the personal journey. That's
0: that's a great example. And I think it's also, it's very, um, it's very important because sometimes Sometimes people think that they should come. I, I think you you also mentioned something that's that's a little surprising because people will tend to think that if you go up on stage, on the actual stage, on the inter or the interview stage, you have to be perfect. Yeah, I'm great at everything. I'm <laughs> always great at everything. I don't think that will make a good impression not on the on the audience and uh nor the audience or the hiring manager at the interview i think people want to hear uh i call it like the the cinderella stories they want to hear how you overcome overcame challenges and how not everything was really 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 smooth but or not everything is really easy but you can like like you said you're resilient and you can find a way to solve issues to solve problems because not life isn't perfect and yeah. uh, and I think people yeah life unfortunately life isn't perfect so uh we're going to need someone who uh who will be capable um to handle um like the the the, the difficulties along the way. So I think that that example is really, really, really good one. And uh, I really, I, I couldn't agree more. Hmm. So um, let us dive a little bit more into the the, the actual preparations. So sure. how, how would you recommend um, like doing the research and doing the actual preparations? Because sometimes people think, yeah, uh, like uh, my interview is tomorrow. I uh, I googled the, the the company name, or I uh, uh, I searched the uh, the interviewer on LinkedIn. But then what is that enough? Mm-hmm. How how did should you go? Yeah, and
1: all of those things are great, of course. I feel ten years ago. Now, with the market changing and how competitive it is, we really have to try and take the accountability to take it that one step further. Whilst I completely recognize that sometimes it's difficult to find that time to commit to that because of family or personal circumstances, whatever it may be, completely understand it can be quite difficult, especially when you're having Lots of different interviews, Mm -hmm. but it's super, super important. It's really going to be the thing that's going to help you stand out and be remembered. So, the first thing that I always recommend doing is actually not even focusing it around the company per se to begin with, focusing on yourself. So, reflecting on your why, actually doing a self reflection task. And you can do this before an interview, you can do this quite literally at any point in your career and it's always going to add value to you because I don't know about you Moran but I feel like we are always striving for the next goal we're striving to achieve the next thing that sometimes we get so caught up in this journey of what next what next what next that we forget to actually reflect on okay what have we done What are we proud of? How did we get to that point? What have we learned along the way? Why is that important? How is this benefiting me and my career? So taking that time to to think. And if you are able to write this down with pen and paper, fantastic. I highly recommend blocking out a good hour to do this, to put it in a notebook, because it just makes it a little bit more real. Or whatever means you're able to do. So thinking about your why. Actually, reflect on what specifically inspired you or motivated you to pursue this career choice. It can be a certain person, it can be a certain point in your life, whatever that may be. It can be multiple things. Write them all down. And also think about what makes you most happy doing what you do. What gives you that fulfillment? What helps you get out of bed in the morning for your career specifically? Also, think about what do you dislike and why that is. And particularly if if you're going to go in for an interview, actually reflect on why are you looking for a new role? Is it unfortunately due to a layoff, which just sucks? Or if it's a company that you've been working at for a few years and you're unhappy with a few things, so you want to look elsewhere. Actually reflect on exactly what is causing this and write it down. Because this is going to be really helpful for you moving forwards as well. If you make get ask that in an interview, you want to articulate it in the best way possible. You don't want to speak too badly about your current employer. It doesn't come across uh, the best way, right? So, actually writing it down, I think, can help you feel more comfortable with how you're going to propose why you're wanting to leave. And particularly if we're going to look at a specific company, reflect on. Why is this company interesting to you so far? What what is it? And this is just on the gut feeling, on the face value, but what is it that is standing out about about this company? Of course, that may change. Once you have a conversation, you may think, oh, that surprised me, not sure now. But (laughs) just go on the gut feeling because that's what you're going to be asked as as you go along that process. Also, Take the time to reflect and write down your strengths. Now, when I say strengths, that can be from the technical perspective, the hands-on side, through through the tooling, through the languages, through all of these hands-on things that you're doing and you're using. But also, just as importantly, from the human skill side, what do you feel your strengths are? And when you're doing that and you're writing it down, something that we can recommend is called CAR, the CAR methodology, C-A-R. So C is challenge. So if you think about your strengths, how can you provide a tangible example that backs up your strength? Think about exactly what was a challenge that you worked on that is not necessarily generic. Think about, was it a first time ever in the business? Were you deploying a major rethink? Were you helping shift Uh, to cloud migrate to the cloud whatever it may be think about the challenge and write that down then we go on to action so what three things did you contribute that led to the success of that that outcome and then of course the r is result so this is where you quantify what you've done if you can in any way, because numbers are impactful. The more we can quantify the outputs of our work, especially in an interview, that's that's interesting for hiring managers. A lot of the hiring managers that we work with and we support, they have said if if you can continually provide back up things with tangible examples, that's going to capture their attention because there's so many people out there that are just, I guess, relying on buzzwords, using buzzwords and hoping that it sticks. We need to add depth. We need to go one step further. So it could be, for example, that it increased team productivity by 5%. It cost, uh, It's helped save hundreds of thousands of dollars for, for the company because of the action that you implemented and you, that you made. So Take that time to reflect on your strengths as well then also reflect on the areas in which you want to improve which is also really important because I mean who can raise their hand virtually I mean the amount of times in an interview you've been asked okay what are your weaknesses Where do you want to improve? And it's it's a hard one to answer because you think, right, if I answer it in this way, am I going to come across the wrong way? But if Mm -hmm. you take the time to actually reflect on that beforehand, again, it helps you be able to create more of a story around it. So think about and write down, moving forwards, what do you want to learn and achieve moving forwards? But more importantly, why do you want to learn this? How will it add value to a company that you're maybe going to be interviewing at? And think about, are you being proactive already in improving in this space? If you are, write down exactly what you're doing, whether that may be courses, you're just simply reading articles on it, which is definitely a step in the right direction. If you're not being proactive in making these improvements already, Think about why that may be. What's holding you back? Is it time? Is it confidence? Just write it down regardless. So again, you're able to really help yourself tell a story. I also recommend reflecting on these more internal questions as well around what you feel is your biggest achievement in your current company position and career as a whole so far. What has been the biggest challenge you've had to take on in your current company? How have you dealt with conflict as well in in different scenarios? And again, try and approach this with the CAR methodology just to help you break it down and reflect on it more. I do want to say, though, Moran, that this self-reflection task is certainly not easy. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. well, a lot of the times... Me included, I can be my own worst critic. We're too hard no. on ourselves, right? and when it comes to thinking about our strengths and what we're good about, we're also far too humble at times. So I really that
0: encourage. Was definitely, my next question I wanted to ask that, especially for women, we're so yeah. used to like the 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 with the imposter syndrome. So that's that's what I just wanted to ask how How can we be our biggest supporters when? Yeah we're not (laughs) of course
1: it's tough it's so tough and and what I always say is with this task actually ask friends previous colleagues current colleagues if you trust them anybody that you trust actually ask them for their input on this as well so hey Moran what do you feel my strengths are like I know we've worked together for a few years What do you feel my strengths are from the technical hands-on perspective? And and just from being a a human, what's your reflection on that? Get them to share it with you and also ask them to follow up with an example to back it up. And what that's doing unintentionally is reinforcing these great things about you because it's from somebody else. Somebody else is telling you this. And when that imposter likes to creep up on our shoulder, which... Yep, it's uh, a weekly occurrence for me. I'll still be honest. I'm still figuring out how to fully defeat the imposter syndrome. But you can reflect back on those points as well, that those people that you know, that you trust, that you've collaborated with, have shared with you. And it kind of reinforces that you are this great person. You have achieved this. And also what that can also help with is in the interview scenario, if a hiring manager says, tell me about your strengths. You can share some of your own reflections, but you can also follow up and say, actually, I reflected on this quite for quite some time before coming into this chat because I really value self-reflection. It's super important to me in order to continually improve. And actually, a colleague of mine shared that this was my strength. And here's an example that they shared with me and showcase that, maybe share a few. Again, that just highlights to an employer that, you're into the depth of things that you're you've done the research you've done the work and you're reinforcing your own strength with
0: uh, that confirmation from somebody else too and I I think also it's it's a little bit easier if that's like a very good quality and you feel like a little shy to exactly uh, you don't you want to be modest you don't want to you don't want to be so arrogant or something so like saying that someone else said i'm xyz then it's a little bit easier it is a little bit easier to to be showcasing for yourself um on somebody else's perspective so mm-hmm. that's a very very good um that's a very, very good advice. And I wanna ask uh like uh one last question before we uh before we wrap up. So um these are indeed, as you previously mentioned, these are indeed very difficult times uh with the, the current layoffs and the, the and the waves um we're we're all experiencing at the moment. And these are these times are hard. And there's a lot of, uh, a lot more of competition, uh, like back in 2021, things were much easier to find a job. Everyone, uh, everybody was hiring and now not so much. So, um, in the case, uh, you were, um, like, uh, you lost your job during the layoffs or, um, you want uh, you want to have like a very good uh, you want someone to, to showcase for you to, to to showcase for you and you want someone to to say that you're a great team player but unfortunately the people you've worked with they maybe they didn't like you maybe you had some issues with your boss um, what I'm trying to ask is how how can you get back? Uh, mm-hmm. and get your strength back and get your confidence back um, when those are the recent circumstances you, you've you been dealing with. Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe it's just like uh, things were bad and it's not because of you, but you feel bad. So mm-hmm. how do you overcome these uh, challenges? Yeah, certainly not easy.
1: A great question, Moran, because it's, it's so challenging. I uh, wish there was a winning formula where we could get over these feelings instantly and, and everything be okay, but it's a journey and it's a process. And with that, firstly, it comes with really giving yourself grace, being kind to yourself. If you're going through a difficult time, such as a layoff, just understanding that you yourself, you need a little bit of time and be kind to yourself. So take the time to unplug. To realign with your why, to re reflect on yourself and why you'll want to continue doing this career and what got you here in the first place. Just try and realign with that why for your own. And also find time for you as well. Invest in things that truly make you feel happy outside of just career. Because again, like when we're being laid off, for example, we're. Fixated on finding a new role, rightly so, because it's a very distressing, scary time, but we get so sometimes caught up and consumed in that that we forget to still give ourselves time uh do whatever makes you happy, whatever re-energizes you, whatever allows you to recenter with yourself, whether that be spending time with loved ones, doing a hobby, just remember to find that balance as much as you can. If you're struggling to find that balance, put a calendar reminder every other day, every day, even for an hour to do something to come away from that job search that you're doing or or anything that you're working on to help you find a new role, be really, really meticulous militant with that and stick to it. Remember to give time for you. Also seek support. Your community is huge in those times where we can feel so alone and going through so many challenges, we can really uncover a lot of solutions through community, through speaking to different communities that are aligned with similar values to you, whether that be a community helping to bring more women and non-binary folks into tech, reach out, get speaking, have conversations. And again, it's, Scary because you're being vulnerable, but be proactive in that. And that could also help you to understand that you're not alone in a lot of this. It could potentially even lead to opportunities. If you openly share your story, your journey, somebody even a few weeks down the line might say, Hey, I just wanted to follow up. Actually, we had an opening in our company. We had a really good chat before around the challenges you've had, and I'd love to put you forward for it. What do you think? Again, you don't know if you don't try. This is really the power of conversation. It can lead to to so much. So find that time to reach out to community. I mean, for me, community was something that helped me when I was in a seriously difficult, dark place where I felt like I didn't belong in an environment. And that's why it's the beating heart of equality as well, because it was something that I would say truly helped to, to save me. So I can highly recommend that support system that you find. And also, if you are able to do so, if you have accessibility to that and the resources available, even investing in a career coach or some kind of therapy, I highly recommend because it really enables you to release all of those inner feelings that you have to somebody else. They will ask you very thought-provoking questions that help you reflect, that help you uncover that you're not the problem or potentially give you tools on how you can improve, how you can learn, how you can grow. That is something that I would say is super important. And finally, shared by uh, a contact of mine, Alina timofeva she did a TED Talk on failure, using failure as an opportunity to grow, keeping a diary of achievements. So every day when you're in this difficult time, And you've got this end goal, which may be finding a new job or or changing your circumstance. Don't forget to celebrate the little wins throughout your day. And that could quite literally be something personal to you, cooking a great meal or or doing something that fulfilled you. It could be career wise, you connected with somebody at this company that you'd wanted to connect with for so long. Write it down in this book, these diary of achievements, and reflect back on that when you're feeling really in yourself, when you're feeling low, when confidence is a problem. Look back at those things and be proud because. All of those small little wins are going to equate to something huge later down the line. And I guarantee you in six months time, in a year's time, whatever time frame it takes you, because everyone is different, you'll look back and you'll think, wow, that was a journey, but I learned so much from it. It really helped to shape me for who I am today. And look at how much I did achieve along the way,
0: even when things felt so dark and gray. I love that. I love that. I think, uh, I think that's, that's really great. And I, uh, and I want to add also that you can write it in your, uh, in your general, uh, in your journal, in your diary. And you can also, you mentioned before the community, you can share with, with the community. And if, even if it seems like it's a small, small, unimportant issue, um, sometimes your friends, your community, your um like your allies they will applaud they will be there for you they will be so happy to hear about those little wins and and i think this is also something that we should really normalize like sharing the little things that makes us feel good about ourselves the the small things not only like the the biggest achievements uh, and sometimes it looks small for us, but for other people it's really it's a it's a very big uh, breakthrough so we should really share that with people they 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 want to be our supporters for so. sure <laughs> <laughs> so it was really really wonderful um uh, speaking with you today ali and I, I I personally learned so much and your uh, and your perspective and the way and your experience is so um, so inspiring and I really I really love what you do at Equality AT and uh, Equal Inspired podcast. We're going to share a link for that as well. So thank you everybody for joining and see you on the next episode of the Backstage Stories of Women on Stage. Bye bye. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks to everyone who joined in. We'd love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. Join us again at the backstage stories of Women on Stage. Visit womenonstage.net and follow us on social media.